0: Oh man, are we live? I think we are. Oh yeah. Is that a powerful four cylinder under the hood with a supercharger? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's Friday. It's chilly out. I want my heater and my car to warm up quicker, but that's all right. Because I'm pumped. I'm pumped, I'm amped. I'm telling you every time somebody DMs me on LinkedIn or comments something or leaves feedback, it is seriously just it's just more fuel for my fire that that is awesome. And and once again, it, it's getting comfortable enough and being confident enough for yourself that if I posted everything on LinkedIn, my videos, my podcast my remarks my thoughts and opinions and nobody said a word once again am I comfortable enough knowing that I'll keep doing it because I believe in it am I confident in myself to know that what I'm saying isn't a bunch of baloney and I just need to keep putting it out there because somebody may be hearing it and even better actually there was a there's another um, article posted on LinkedIn where somebody had that comment. They said, I kept posting these things and nobody was leaving any feedback. Nobody was saying anything. I'm thinking, what am I doing? Is it even worthwhile? Do people care? And then they went to some networking event where they were meeting people and they're all talking about, oh, I love your articles. I love the things you're saying. Um, You know, keep going. And, And he didn't realize the impact he was having because he wasn't getting... That more tangible feedback, but just in the essence that people are viewing it, people are seeing it. One, two, three, whatever the number, somebody's picking it up, it's registering with somebody and it means something to that other person. So I'm confident in knowing that somebody out there is digging it, but the icing on the cake when people actually are DMing me and saying, hey, I love what you're doing, I think you should talk about this, that, and the other, and I go... Yes, thank you. Um, so last night, Carlos Dominguez, he was, uh, he was actually a, a data center tech that used to work with Coresight and transitioned into a, onto a different company. And that's awesome. You know, it's all about that growth and, and trying to seek out what you uh, want in life and what makes you happy. But he was somebody I, I just recently networked with and connected with. Gave me some great feedback on something he'd like for me to discuss and some of his insight into why and what happened behind it was awesome and so an individual all the way out in california who could be like rico who's that guy i don't know him why should i trust him why why should i hear anything he has to say but for the things i say and do to connect very quickly and very deeply, and the fact that he feels comfortable enough to reach out to me, suggest something, and then amplify on on why and what and, and what happened there. It was it was a great little conversation we had uh, just through uh, through messaging back and forth, and that that was the whole point of the network. Like seriously, for me, when I made a video a while back on LinkedIn about your network, equal uh, you know your your networking equating to your net worth and not just from a financial standpoint like for me that connection that I have with him and going forward it means the world to me it literally does if he needed any assistance from me that I could provide either from a morale motivation or something even more tangible as a skill set or a recommendation I will gladly give it because he's bestowed that trust and confidence in me and I don't take it for granted at all. So Carlos Dominguez, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Let's keep that back and forth going and and, uh, make our connection and our network grow for us to help us out with our net worth, you know. So um, the idea that he sprung on me, which I thought was a great one, I love it, was uh, complacency, right? And I, I definitely always talk about Your comfort zone and and doing the little things but for sure man I mean say you achieve some level of success or you're somewhere that you wanted to be you look back to it three years ago and what you had planned for yourself but then you get in the rut of it and things around us are always changing and slowly but surely over time as time flies by we realized the company that we're working for, the role that we're in has changed, and what am I doing? What's going on? You know, it's not about surviving. That's that's why I preach so much about uncapping your potential, being your best version, every day just getting a little better, because quickly over time and how much things are changing the dynamics being stagnant it's not fulfilling it's not happy you don't if you don't have that continuous growth and that ability to be adaptable to change which is always inevitable then when things around you start changing which they will all right especially when you start out in a small company and it's We'll say more of the honeymoon phase where the growth can have leaps and bounds because it's new and it's exciting. Everybody's super passionate about it, especially if you ever get into like a startup or you're starting your own thing with individuals and seeing it grow. But getting into the rut of things and the growth and things and the dynamics that change with that and come with that, you got to be adaptable to it. And so This moment right now in your life Do you feel like you're stuck? Do you feel like you're in a rut? Punching the clock nine to five If you're listening to me and in your head or out loud you say yes Yes, Rico. That is me. I am completely complacent right now. I haven't felt innovative I haven't felt challenged there's no real stimulus at work for me that, that I'm really feeling or digging, and I don't know what to do. Great, perfect, Then this podcast is for you, and we're going to have an awesome time discussing it. Why are you complacent? What is the issue? What is wrong, right? Get, get to the, the heart of it. And it doesn't have to be a complete 100% analysis. You can take a 10%, 10%, 15%, you know, however. <laughs> me, I love numbers and math and, and, and throwing out percentages there in, in that regards, but take a little slice of the pie. What's upsetting you? Or, I'm not saying what's upsetting you, but what is it, right? And, I, and even starting off with feel like, man, I'm not even sure if I'm in a rut, actually. like. Feels like I am. You know, things were going great six months ago. Is six months enough time for me to start feeling like I'm in a rut? Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you. You'll know you're you're in uh, in the doldrums of complacency if if you're not going home excited. If you're not going home thinking about what you accomplished or what you did. If you're not analyzing the little victories that you had. Or even, I'll tell you this, right? I mean, it's you're not going to win every time, right? But if you're going home saying, I won here, I won there, but man, did I lose big here and I lost there and there was an opportunity here that I missed and I didn't take advantage of, that's great because you're thinking about it, which means you're not going to settle for it. And the next time it comes up, you're going to handle it differently. Or tomorrow, you're going to get a do-over, right? You're going to go back to work and that... And that opportunity you missed, you're going to go back at it. You're going to dig it back up and turn it into a, a W. But if you're leaving work, just happy to be leaving work, and not thinking about anything you accomplished that day, or you can't even reflect and go, what stirred my soul? Then then you're, there's an issue, right? If you, and if you go to work and you feel like you're saying and doing the same things and I I know people like their routine they like that but I'm telling y'all change is inevitable things will happen to you if you're the individual that wants to do the same thing over and over again for 20 years then complacency is not your problem routine is what you're about and this conversation isn't for you But when I hear Carlos talking about complacency and how it's impacted him in the past, and me personally seeing that with individuals who are just trying to survive instead of thrive, that's who I'm speaking to and that's who I'm concerned about. Those are the ones that maybe need that extra push and motivation. So you're going to work, you're doing the same things, the same routine, And you know what, you, you can the minute you say that, well, the company does this differently, or my boss who was awesome and great, and man, I would go into battle with him any chance I could get, and they don't have to ask, they left. And yes, the, the connection you made with that individual was probably awesome, and that's great but they left. They left for a reason. Maybe they couldn't help it. Maybe there was something else they wanted to achieve themselves, right? And that's okay. You should be happy for them. If somebody has an opportunity for their, for their growth, right? And it's not with the intent of being malicious um, or, you know, some ulterior motive that isn't, quote unquote, positive or healthy, right? But whatever the reason. So if the company's changing, somebody used to work for, or somebody that used to work alongside you, who maybe you know as a colleague they taught you everything in the business brought you in showed you the ropes But it was their time to move on and pursue growth somewhere else And ha- and have some change in their life Hey, we're human we make attachments. That's great. That's what makes us I think actually stronger as a species and awesome Right is our ability to work as a collective as a tribe. That's why we Survived when other creatures and things out there that were stronger faster overall should have wiped us out did not So as a whole We want to be together. We want to make those connections But when that changes when that gets broken All right. Well, what have you done about it? Right? Do you keep in contact with them? Do you make sure that they're doing well? Do you check with them to let them know that? Hey, you know what? things aren't the same since you left but I'm happy for you, and this is how I'm going to take the torch, right? How I'm gonna keep the charge going. The things you did were awesome, and we didn't realize it until you were gone, but who's gonna do it now? I'm gonna do it now. So if you look to things of of that nature, and you go, and that's where you deflect the blame, or the reason, or the cause, If you're you're saying that you're in a rut because of anything else besides taking ownership of it, you'll never get out of it. And that's that's the difficulty in it, right? That's the difficulty in saying, I'm to blame. And it doesn't have to be (laughs) so earth-shattering like the company's not doing well, so... We're not hiring more individuals, but still asked to do more. Bonuses this year aren't as great as they could be. Pay raises aren't as good as they were in the past. The company used to do this for individuals, send them on retreats, do more outings, what what have you, right? I mean if, if those things really matter to you then you need to go find them somewhere else, right? But if you truly like what you do, the people you work for as a whole, the company, the people that are in charge, and what are you doing to try to assist through that change? What is your piece in the puzzle to take ownership and go, how can I help us navigate difficult waters? Every every company suffers it. And what are you doing? How are you taking ownership of, of, of what's going on in your life? And in truth, I'm, I'm talking about business and professionalism. And I mean, we spend so much time at work because it's a means to the end that we have to do, but we should try to find passion in it. And we most certainly can. But it also applies to at home in a personal setting with those that you love. Or trying to find somebody to love? So how are you taking ownership? What is your piece of it? What can you do different? How can you contribute? And and so first step, the hardest step is to say, I am to blame. How can I fix it? What can I do different? I'm I'm telling you, it's it's difficult, but the minute you just accept that your situation is you're not a victim, (laughs) and don't have a victim attitude, and don't deflect blame, or blame other things and situations, because they will change. So, taking ownership of that and saying, my happiness, my well-being, my growth, is mine and mine alone to control. And sometimes it comes with maturity and experience, but, but just don't run from it, own it. Okay, so I'm in a rut, I'm complacent. Nothing really stirs my soul at work. I'm genuinely not happy with work. Doesn't mean you need to change your career, go job searching, <laughs> reach out to your LinkedIn network and find recruiters. Because I guess, I I tell you what, you take that baggage with you and you let it get the best of you in an interview and they ask you why you left and you want to be honest and you tell them that my boss, our programs, things we were doing, if you start throwing everybody else under the bus, that will not go well in your interview. I've heard it. I've seen it, been a part of it, all right? So do not throw other people under the bus. Truly, like even if you had the worst supervisor on the planet, that should be something that you speak to in the fact of, my supervisor did these things. You don't have to say good or bad or indifferent, but when you can also say I did these things to help assist or mitigate. How did you contribute to a not so good situation? And if all they have to go off of is this person's a complainer, nagger, man. If something doesn't, if they don't like something, then they're then they become a cancer in the organization. Uh, should we hire them? I mean, change is inevitable. Good, bad, and indifferent. And it's our attitude that will see us through it. Attitude, attitude, attitude. Oh my goodness. That was something that was difficult for me early in my career, in my life, and in my relationship with my wife. When the things that she would do that would drive me nuts, or I just didn't understand, and at the time, I will say... My perspective didn't allow me to understand I didn't have the the correct right of empathy right so I'm you hear me talking about the fact that I took ownership in the fact that I was to blame for not hearing her out understanding her point of view that I took ownership in the fact that I let my attitude get the best of me and of course human nature our desire to want to be right but then you realize that it's an opinion how can you be absolutely right on an opinion But it was my attitude. It was my attitude at the end of the day that was going to see me through the good, bad, the ugly, and it and that's what's going to help you get out of your doldrums at work, out of the complacency, out of the rut. Taking ownership for it, and then now saying, "All right, so what kind of attitude am I going to am I going to have? Like that's my choice. When when I get up in the morning, brush my teeth." put my pants on, hop into my super sweet 2004 Mini Cooper S with 155,000 miles on it and I started driving to work how am I going to present myself? How, how do I want people to see me? Do I want people to see me as this positive, infectious person that no matter what's going on, whatever we're getting tasked with to do I'm carrying it with awesome, enthusiastic attitude. Like how much effort did that take? I didn't have to go to any, you know, six weeks, six month training course to go have a positive freaking attitude. Here's one better, right? If you were to go to a new job, how would you want to be treated? How would you want the company to receive you? Guess what? Now you're that individual that's been there for a few years, and somebody else comes in. Maybe they're coming in at the same position as as you. Maybe they're a tier above. And you could be jealous or envious or, man, I wonder how much they're getting paid. They're probably getting paid more than me. Um, Man, you know, people were talking about their certifications that they have that I don't have. Are they here to replace me? Am I getting replaced? If I show them what I know and and do at this company am i just selling myself out of a job so if those are things that creep into your mind when a new hire comes in but you know the right answer right if if you were that new hire how would you want to be treated well, i would want to be welcoming with open arms and people being happy that i'm here and that i can contribute and then i can help ease the workload that you know transitioning into an, an awkward, difficult situation, not being familiar with the environment or the people, right, you have a group that's tight-knit and now you get this other person coming in, they're gonna feel like an outsider because they, haven't, they don't know the inside jokes or they didn't go to last year's Christmas party and the things you said and saw and did. So you know the right answer. But I guarantee there's been some point in your career, there's been some point in my career where you saw a new addition as a threat. You saw somebody else and you quickly said, oh man, they're smarter than me, they're faster than me. Oh man, like the things when I came to the company and it took me six months to learn, it took them a month. I'm done, I'm history. I have gotta do everything I can to protect what I have or else they're gonna show me the front door. That's attitude, that's attitude right there. And so every day when I come to work, I don't come to work thinking, how can I get mine? How can I do what makes Rico look awesome? And I don't care what it takes, who I've got to step over, or who I've got to bring down. Because that's something else too that's easy for people to do is, am I gonna work my tail off to be the best me? Or am I just gonna put in probably half the effort to just try to undercut everybody else and bring them down? Because definitely easier to destroy than to create, right? And so, you can go to work and talk bad about other people, question everything they do, when they make a mistake, gloat all over it, and hopefully they don't even try again. So then now, they're not trying. And so the minimal effort you're putting in looks better than everybody else. Oh my goodness, attitude people, attitude. Yes, just like the self-reflection and actualization, actualization to say, the problems in my life are mine. Like nobody else is gonna take ownership of it. I need to, because it's my life. My actions dictate my results. Therefore, if you're not taking any action, you can't be upset with any results. That's something else, too, you'll hear people say. Generalizations, stereotypes, but it happens. It happens to the best of us because we get into that rut, absolutely. We get into the complacency, so we really don't do anything different. We don't take any initiative. And we wonder why we're not getting promoted or we're not getting the pay raise we think we're entitled to. Well, I did what they asked me to do. Every day I come in and I go through my checklist and I do one through 10, what's the big deal? Well, when somebody else is out there wanting it more, wanting to do more, wanting to contribute more, and they're doing one through 15, And in your mind, you're just thinking, well, I'm not going to do 11 through 15 because they're not paying me for that. Wrong attitude. Once again, wrong attitude. What has been successful for me in my short stint at Coresight wasn't about what I wanted to get for me and what I needed to do to get there. It was I want to go above and beyond. I want to be that person that they can count on and they not being my superiors they being my colleagues my peers my subordinates like everybody i i I don't look at my boss as my boss i look at it as as a colleague as well i want them to do well and i want my boss's boss to do well just like i want the technician below me to do well and the lowest tier technician that we have in the company to do well See, it's okay to want everybody to succeed, because everybody can. It's not a take what you can get before somebody else gets it. There's not a limited supply of success out there. There is plenty for everybody. And once again, with your attitude, sometimes it isn't your time. Sometimes it's somebody else's chance. just like and I'm saying that if if somebody else is getting promoted right be happy for them like be genuinely happy for them because that's awesome because guess what if you keep working your tail off if you keep bringing your best to work that promotion will come for you I promise it will But that's letting your actions being your guiding force and just like I said a minute ago which I really loved and that resonated with me right your actions dictate and speak for your results and so if you're not doing anything if you're not taking any action if you're not making breaking out from the average from the medium from the zero point right Because when you go to work and you do what you're required to do, you're at zero. You came into work at zero, you left work at zero. Because if you go to work and you don't do the minimum that's required of you, you're in the negative. But guess what? When you go to work and you do what's required of you and go above and beyond, now you're in the positive. So that net sum game of... When you go to work and just do the 10 things that are required you and that's it, because they're not paying you anymore, companies need people like that. But you started with zero, you end with zero, your results are gonna speak for your actions. They're not gonna stop paying you, they're gonna keep giving you money. You'll get your annual incremental little increases. And that and if that's what you want, great. For those that want more, for those that want to achieve more, and not just from a financial standpoint, but from like for me. When I go home at night and I'm talking to my wife about my day and she's pumped about it, you know, like, because I'll tell you this, like I tell her all the time, my victories are her victories. I'm here because of her. Like she supports me in ways that, that nobody else could. I mean, she's my wife. She's my partner in crime. And so she tells me how proud she is of me. And I'm like, honey, you should be proud of us. Like it's us. We did this. Like I am here. I survived the military and deployments and everything else that was thrown my way in life, personal and professional, because I had you. Any successes I have in the future are because of her. (laughs) She supports me, and that's awesome. Attitude. Attitude and owning it, it doesn't take any training, it just takes your conscious decision to say, I just need to have a better attitude. I just need the kind of person that people gravitate towards and say I want to be like that individual when people when people say I don't know what they're drinking but I want to drink it too right then you know you got the right attitude and it doesn't it doesn't take much to get feedback in the way of that you'll know instantly right when the way people are behaving and conducting and carrying themselves that you know you're on the right path with your attitude. It's not something that every day you gotta, am I doing the right things with my attitude? Like, it's positive and negative. They're both pretty black and white. Am I coming to work, breaking people down, not really trying to collaborate, not communicating, or am I trying to help other individuals? Every day when I come to work, it's not even about myself, it's about helping other people and not worrying about whether they're gonna pay it back or give it back. Great conversation, I love it. it you know what, if anything, it helps my commute. I'm, I'm here and I'm like, man, where did the time fly? 30 minutes gone by and, and I wanna just keep talking about it because I, I, I'm big on ownership of your life but also your attitude. And and then your actions will flow with your attitude, right? If, if you have a positive attitude Your actions aren't gonna be negative. It, it won't it won't even function. It, will, it won't even feel right and you'll and if you even If you try to tread into doing something negative, but you have a super positive genuine attitude You'll be like, oh no, I shouldn't do that. That's that's wrong. <laughs> and you'll stop and you'll do the right thing Because everybody has it in them everybody has it in them With very little training, you know the right thing to do. It's just the execution of it, the discipline in it, but it starts with waking up and saying, how am I gonna help other people? How am I gonna do better for other people? And in essence, that's gonna make you feel good. And then you're gonna start doing more for yourself. And before you know it, you're like, there's not enough hours in the day, I keep wanting to just do great things. And you'll go home at night saying, man, I'm doing different things. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm going a little bit above and beyond because your attitude is what's fueling that. Feeling positive and being positive, it's so much more invigorating than being negative, which is a drain. And you can go to work, spend just your eight hours at work being negative, and you'll get home and just be like, I just wanna go to bed. But for me, like last night, I had a great day at work. I did a lot of crazy stuff, customers getting upset with me, but I'm doing my best to give them customer service back and helping my technicians wade through the waters of you know, doing their job and not feeling like the customer's coming at them and deflecting and managing. And it was a crazy day, but I got home and I shared that with my wife and and then I, we're laying in bed and I'm like, I can't go to sleep. Like, I'm just thinking about work and I'm thinking about what my day was and what it entailed and what tomorrow's going to entail, you know? And she's telling me, go to sleep, go to sleep because it's like 11 o'clock and I, I'm usually asleep by 11. Like, I, I want to get my Zs, right? And, and, and you can hear me now talking about it. And you can, I'm hoping you can feel it in the passion when I'm talking through here that, like, that's awesome. Like, I couldn't go to sleep because I'm just, I'm still energized and juice from the day I had. And I'm telling you, in the Navy, because of my attitude, a lot of times it wasn't that way. It was just, I can't wait to go to sleep because I just want to forget about the day and what happened and what went down. And I'm just emotionally drained because I was negative. And so I hope you all are feeling positive now, feeling juiced, feeling good and going, yes, I can control this. I'm in control of it. Am I gonna put a smile on my face? Am I gonna make eye contact? Am I gonna greet people with warmth? Am I gonna ask them, hey, it's Friday, right? So what do we love to do? We love to ask people, what are you doing this weekend, right? But genuinely hear the response. And when they say, oh, you know, I'm gonna go do this, that, and the other, and be like, oh, that sounds awesome. Man, I thought about doing that before, you know what? Or if they say, hey, this weekend I'm, I'm working on the car, or something like that, and you love working on cars, right? And so you can go, hey, do you need help? I'd love to help you, I have some tools. right Um, you know like this weekend right I'm I'm going to Dave and Buster's right and I'm just like I want to share that with people like hey I'm going to Dave and Buster's I'm taking my family there I'm so excited and pumped to spend time with my family at Dave and Buster's you know waste some money on some silly games not really get anything back I'm just gonna you know buy into a little capitalism and commercialism and and just but we're gonna have a we're gonna have a blast right (laughs) you know <laughs> so, when, when you ask somebody today, like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Genuinely listen. See what they say. If they say, okay, here's, here's a, a, another little thing I'll, I'll challenge you with. If they go and say, ah, you know, nothing much exciting, nothing really, nothing planned, dig deeper. Say, hey, you know, well, what do you like to do on your off time? Like, what are you passionate about? Do you do any sports? Do you go to the gym? You know, tell them what you're doing. You know, especially hey, in this area, I live in DC. Hey, I, I love the Smithsonian. Hey, you know, is there any good places to eat that you recommend? Oh, actually, yeah. You know, I've been living here a long time, and there's this one great place, and I haven't been there in forever, but I recommend it. Oh, thanks, I appreciate it. I'm gonna go check it out this weekend and tell you how it is on Monday. And guess what? You just made a connection with somebody that was a little deeper than how's your weekend going to go, or what are you doing, oh, nothing, oh, okay, yeah, me too, nothing, <laughs> attitude, that's just an attitude, so, car's warm, I don't want to get out, but uh, time to go do awesome things and be great, and help other people be great, see, that, that's that's my juice, that's my uh, MO, <laughs> that's, that's what uh, keeps me from going to bed at night, because I'm thinking about all the things I could have done differently and then how the next day I am going to do them differently alright this has been a great podcast but I got to wrap it up I know that for some of y'all your commute isn't longer than 30 minutes and uh, I want it to be on point so truly have an awesome Friday I love y'all second uh, week of motivation in a mini please share with people spread the word spread the love and when I hear people talking about oh you got a podcast and I'm, I'm like and that is just awesome And you guys are all awesome. So I'm always out there. I'm always available. And uh, Carlos, thank you for, uh, for the feedback. I truly appreciate it. So minor, but yet still so meaningful. Have a great Friday, everybody. Be awesome intentionally.